Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Last week, AP writer Matt Lee got into a heated argument with State Department spokesman Ned Price uh, when Matt Lee asked for evidence uh, of the U.S. government's claim that Russia plans to create a false flag in Ukraine, a propaganda video uh, as a pretext for Russia invading Ukraine. And the response was quite fascinating. As the reporter was asking the question, uh, you can visibly watch it and see Price gulps. Uh, He then insisted that the government had released the evidence. Uh, The reporter asked where he could find it. And ultimately, uh, Ned Price said, we'll give you a a transcript of the press conference. And this was not uh, this was not someone uh, from an extreme point of view. This was not a gotcha question in any way, shape or form. Uh, this is someone who had covered multiple stories like the war in Iraq and had later turned out uh, finding some of those stories that were reported out uh, were based on false information. So it was a legitimate question on a legitimate issue uh, to uh, a legitimate person uh, representing the State Department in Ned Price. And the thing that we have to look at in all of this is uh, what I tend to call the axis of arrogance and how we get past that. And why it's critical to get past that in order to restore trust. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Okay, so why does this matter? Uh, why are we this little spat back and forth? You can say, well, there's always little spats between reporters and, and members of an administration or spokespeople. Uh, yes, that does happen. And sometimes they are the gotcha questions. Sometimes they are the extreme leading questions. Uh, we get that. The thing that has become more troublesome to me of late is just the dismissal of any questions from anyone from any space. It's sort of this uh, axis of arrogance, uh, which I really define as this instant certainty, this intolerant zealotry, and and sort of this elitist egotism that, that we know better. And so you just need to trust us. And the problem is, is whether it's an, an administration, whether it's a presidential administration, whether that's a local government, whether that's a business leader, uh, when you're repeating over and over, we know better and you just have to trust us because we're smarter and we get it, uh, that undermines confidence and it absolutely erodes trust. 
uh, it also really keeps us a you know a far far afield from any kind of civil conversation, any kind of compassionate humanity. Uh, and so, as we look at that, so we've talked about instant certainty a lot on this program, and that is, I think, kind of the heart and soul of the axis of arrogance, is when you are instantly certain that you know. And how often have we seen this? Just even over the course of the last several years, we have seen instant certainty about events that have taken place, about people who have said something, about uh, where science is and where medicine is and where public policy is. Uh, But that instant certainty always gets us in trouble, and it's why we call this segment of the program Think Again, because we have to get past the instant certainty of what we think we know based on a headline. And so we have to get past that. Uh, we we have to be able to to lean in just a little bit different. Uh, sometimes we are so caught in that intolerant zealotry where we just get so riled up and so dug in that we can't tolerate anyone even thinking different than we do, which is why we retreat to our social media bubbles. And we just go to our regular sources that validate our own position of where we already are. And then this egotism of, hey, we just, the smart people know better. Just just let us handle it. We'll, if we need your opinion, we'll give it to you. Uh, and all of that is uh, a challenge. And so what's the antidote to all of that? What is the antidote to that axis of arrogance? Because I think that's where we have to get as a country. And we need leaders who can model this. Uh, really interesting. You may recall I had a conversation uh, some time ago uh, with Mark Roosevelt, who is the president of St. John's College, a really interesting small liberal arts college. Uh, they've got campuses in Maryland and I think uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And he may have developed the best laboratory for not only wiping out the axis of arrogance, but actually advancing critical thinking and lifelong learning and more meaningful, elevated dialogue. So in my conversation with Mark, uh, I asked him, what was the highest and most important outcome that he wanted and had for the students graduating from St. John's University? And uh, I was so stunned. Like, he didn't hesitate for a nanosecond. He said, most important outcome for our students is humility. Think about that. <laughs> coming, out of a, coming out of a college program, Uh, He said the most important thing they can learn while they're here is humility. And that got me just thinking, you know, could humility really be the ultimate takeaway from four years of study? And the more I listened to Mark, the more I was reminded that learning, real learning, can't take place without humility. Neither can understanding, neither can compromise. And certainly you cannot have compassion without humility. And so I, I love the model there at St. John's, uh, just as an aside note, uh, they don't have professors at St. John's, professors professing what they know. They actually have tutors and learners. Uh, there are no lectures. Uh, the tutors ask questions. They lead the learners on a journey, uh, not a journey to a predetermined destination, by the way, but to wherever the possibilities and wherever the principles take them. So, so I really believe that Humility is not only the antidote to this access, uh, access of arrogance, but it's also part of this continuous cycle of learning that leads to real wisdom. And so it's a, it's a very different approach 
to to learning and to even having discussion about public policy. Uh, I can't tell you how many times uh, back in Washington, D.C., where I was told, you know, don't think. We'll we'll tell you we'll tell you what to do. Don't assess it. Don't question it. uh, Just just do what you're told. And that's just so different, I think. And, And I think it's actually why our trust in government, in government institutions, in our leaders is as low as it's ever been. Because if they're just declaring trust us, uh, that, that doesn't that doesn't carry anymore. Uh, if you look at what's going up on the Canadian border, uh, that is a group of individuals who do not trust what the government is telling them. They do not trust what the experts are saying. Now, that doesn't happen overnight, by the way. That happens, happens over a long period of time. Uh, and so we have to, to look at that. And I, and I think, again, this, this antidote for the axis of arrogance is humility. Uh, a tremendous book. If you haven't picked this up and read it, uh, Dr. David Bob uh, authored a, a book that everybody should have to read. It's called Humility, an Unlikely Biography of America's Greatest Virtue. Think about that. Humility being our greatest virtue as a country. And he goes through great examples from Washington to Lincoln, Abigail Adams, uh, Frederick Douglass. Uh, They each recognize that the axis of arrogance deadens both the curiosity of the mind and, more importantly, the the compassion of of conscience. And so we have to start looking at these things uh, just a little bit different. Because if the if the axis of arrogance wins out in the end, uh, we'll come to public tyranny of the state, uh, private tyranny of the soul. Uh, humility can help us overcome that uh, and get us to a, a very, very different space. And it is the humility. Uh, again, if we can get past, as Dr. Bob said, uh, cocksure, supercilious, and narcissistic displays of arrogance abound in every arena of life, while acts of humility go unnoticed and unheralded. Our age of arrogance obscures the idea that humility, humility is the indispensable virtue for the achievement of greatness. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.